On the line for us right now is Senator Joe Lieberman, who served as a U.S. Senator from Connecticut from 1989 until 2013. And he was also nominee for Vice President of the United States in the 2000 election. And as John Katz would say, he is one common sense Democrat. Welcome to <laughs> Katz at Night again. Well, uh, great to be here. What, what better description could I ask? From a better guy, there is none better than John. Well, so thank you, Senator. Senator, you give us an update. Of what 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 do you think is going on with NATO and uh, and uh, President Biden? And just give us yeah. an update. Well, look, uh, uh, Putin's uh, invasion of uh, Ukraine has really awakened everybody. They they were sort of kidding themselves that there was nothing to worry about anymore. For the Europeans, particularly. John, I think uh, after the Cold War ended and they had been in, you know, over the last two or three hundred years, regular combat warfare in Europe, they wanted peace. And and in a way, they didn't see the threats uh, coming and didn't really evaluate Putin uh, accurately when he struck Ukraine. I think it woke them up and they they are working well together with uh, the U.S. in the lead. President Biden, I think, has done uh, well, at that, we're giving them a lot of the Ukrainians a lot of help, and uh, we're also economically punishing Russia. But uh, I keep having this feeling that we're not still not doing enough quickly enough. The real heroes here are the Ukrainian people and their resistance. Uh, and remarkable advances militarily on the ground against this presumably mighty uh, Russian military, but uh, but still the the Russians have so much power from the air, particularly, that they've been able to destroy whole cities. I mean, you look at the Marriott, pictures of Mariupol, it, it really takes us back uh, to World War II mm-hmm. and some of the devastation done. So I, I just think what, what, what the West has done so far has been good, but I, I wish we'd get more uh, uh, weapon systems to the um, Ukrainians to, to stop the Russian dominance of the air. And, of course, I, I've already called for a no-fly zone. I know it's risky, but uh, it, it, what's riskier is letting a, a bully and a thug like Putin um, carry and, and, and win against Ukraine, take it over, and uh, I don't think he's going to stop there. I, the, the Ukraine forces have suffered losses, but Putin has suffered tremendous losses, and, and it showed that his army is not really an army. I mean, uh, it's it's crazy. Um, It's one of the big stories here, John. You're right. I mean, they they still have pretty sophisticated weapon systems, but uh, the the troops were not ready for this battle. And and I'll tell you something else. It always, the the capacity, the, the will, the desire to win in the military matters, and uh, my impression is that most of the Russian soldiers on the ground there don't know why they're there. They're there because Putin told them to be there. They don't hate the Ukrainians. They're not afraid of the Ukrainians. Uh, but the Ukrainians are fighting for their homeland, and they have been honestly so brave and inspiring uh, to the rest of the world. Tell us about the deal they're trying to do with Russia being the go-between on giving them $10 billion to, to build a nuclear plant for Iran? Well, I mean, what is that? I tell you, if, if, I don't, if I didn't believe it was actually happening, I think it was somebody's bad idea of, of humor, uh, because it's unbelievable. I mean, here we have 
Putin being described by President Biden as a war criminal. And I think he's right. He is a war criminal. Uh, and he's obliterating and killing people wantonly. At the same time, we are relying on Putin's emissaries to Vienna to negotiate a deal with Iran. How can we expect that to be an agreement that will uh, serve our purposes and and stop Iran's nuclear program, which is why we in Congress on a bipartisan basis for the last 15 or 20 years adopted all these economic sanctions against Iran, not so that they could be uh, wiped out uh, just for a, a sort of a, a, a deal that really is not a deal at all, uh, but but for the end of their nuclear program. And it, it, it's not happening. I, I just... I don't know what what the Biden administration is thinking. If I were them uh, and they asked me, if I would tell them, leave the table in Vienna. It's a loser. And uh, uh, begin to impose more penalties on uh, uh, economically on Iran until they really want to come back and do a deal that will end their nuclear program. And this time, uh, don't have Russia and China at the table representing us. Have our European allies, and and, for, and how about bringing in the people in the Middle East who are most affected by Iran, namely uh, Israel and the Arab countries that are our allies? Senator, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Richard Weinberg, sir. What I wanted yes. to ask you is, don't you think since there have been mo- major modifications proposed in the old Obama deal that this is something that should be a treaty that's subject to the advice and consent of the Senate? For sure, for sure. Uh, you know, this is a game that was played by the Obama administration. Uh, th- this deal with the um, with Iran is a, an arms control agreement, and almost all the arms control agreements the U.S. has entered into, I mean, over nuclear arms with countries like Russia, have been treaties. They've been they've been submitted to the Senate. They required 67 votes. That means you got to have bipartisan support. Yeah, it's harder to get that kind of support, but once you do, you've got an agreement uh, that both parties uh, have signed on to, and it has a much better chance of being in America's national interest and of lasting. Because both uh, this deal, if it if it's signed with all the terrible provisions we hear in it, will squeak through. Uh, in fact, it's hard to find a way procedurally that the Senate, even if a majority of members of both houses are against it, which I think they will be, can stop it. But believe me, uh, the, uh, if in 2024 a Republican is elected president, incidentally, before that, every Republican candidate for president in 2024, I bet, will will say if I'm elected, I will pull us out of this terrible agreement on nuclear weapons with Iran, and they will. Uh, And so it's about time we learn from those lessons that the right way to do this is by uh, doing it as a treaty, which is obviously what it is. Uh, Senator Lieberman, uh, one final uh, uh, talk to uh, the American people. Say that again. I'm sorry. Say whatever you want to tell the American people. We have oh, time for one last yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. God bless you for saying that. Look, these are tough times, but we're, we're honestly, we're still the best country in the world. Uh, the world needs us. Uh, and uh, they don't want to rely on China or Russia because they, they, they know that we're more, we're more fair with people. And when we pull back 
the bad guys enter the field. So, uh, and it, it matters to us here at home when things go crazy in the world as they are now. Um, it comes right home in the price of gas that people are paying. The price uh, of food so, too. Price of food. Exactly. So, Let's be the world leaders we've been. Uh, it's not only good for the world, it's good for us, our, our prosperity, our security, and ultimately our freedom. So, you know, I know you know this, John, but really, uh, we're blessed to be Americans, and we have a responsibility to protect this great country, and, and uh, we will. We stand by your side, Senator, and uh, we do have a responsibility, and we got to protect the United States of America. Thank Amen. you so much. Amen. Thanks, John. God, God bless. bless you. Be well. God bless.